Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. Yeah. Broadcasting live from the Josie Network Studios in downtown Medina, Tennessee. It's that time of week again. It's time for the Josie Show. Bringing you the most exciting music news and guests from around the world. Right here on the Josie Show. Please make welcome. Beautiful, talented, the lovely, America's radio sweetheart, Mrs. Josie Asentino Moon. Hey everyone, welcome to another Josie Show special edition. I'm Josie Passantino Boone. I am so excited because we have two incredible guests today. So, um, we have country pop, R&B, soul, singer, songwriter, host of Color Me Country on Apple Music, and CMT's Hot 20 Countdown special correspondent, Reese Palmer, joining us. And then we have songwriters, Hall of Fame inductee Steve Dorf, who's written for artists such as Dolly Parton, Celine Dion, Ringo Starr, Barbara Streisand, so much more. Steve is also the author of I Wrote That One Too, A Life in Songwriting from Willie to Whitney. So uh, let's put on our first guest here, Reese Palmer. Please welcome Please to the welcome. Josie Show, Reese Palmer. Hi. Hi, Josie. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. Oh, I've been looking. I'm so excited. Um, you know, I want to get to know you a little bit better musically and also, you know, personally and, you know, chat a little bit about what you have going on. So, but first, I kind of want to start from the beginning in your music career. You know, take me back to when you found your love for music. When did you realize that this was what you wanted to pursue? Oh, my goodness. I started singing when I was a little, little kid. Like, mm-hmm. I think in my baby book, my mom... <laughs> wrote like she sings constantly so like I just I've always known since I was a little kid that this is what I wanted to do I think I started like trying to pursue it professionally I guess I was like 16 I started singing in a group I'm from St. Louis there was a local television station there and they did like it was like a Mickey Mouse Club kind of thing where we would they had a bunch of teenagers and they were dancers and then they were singers and we would perform at like Six Flags or like the opening of uh, how much fun of car dealerships you know and, and, and stuff like that like we did festivals and, and that sort of thing and we got paid for it And so it was like one of my first jobs. I was just like, I cannot believe that I'm getting paid to sing. I was like, this is amazing. And so Mm -hmm. like, I just knew from there that that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yes. Oh, and you and you do it very well because I have to mention that I am still in love with your album Revival. I still listen to it on repeat. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Yes, and I have to ask because I need more. Is there any new music coming in the future? Perhaps another album? Oh yeah, I'm actually in the process right now of working on something that I should have. I'm hoping that it'll be done by the end of the year. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Yes. 
all. That would be amazing. We'll promote it everywhere. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. And, you know, you wear so many hats, and you do them all so well. You keep busy. Let's chat about Color Me Country, which is a radio show everyone can find on Apple Music. How did the idea of Color Me Country come about, and how can people listen? First of all, thank you for talking about the show. So a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. had been telling me for years that I should do a podcast or I should do something, like, to talk about just all the music stuff, especially country music stuff that I always want to talk about right. <laughs> with her on the phone, but she was tired of hearing about it. So <laughs> just didn't have time because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a mother mm-hmm. and a wife and I'm a musician and I tour and all that. And so I was just like, I don't know when I would have time to do that. Right. Well, fast forward to the beginning of 2020 and we're all you know, in lockdown, mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, now's the time to do it. And then add to that, that last year was the 50th anniversary of Linda Martell, who was the first black woman to ever play the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. It was the anniversary of her album, Color Me Country. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I figured that this would be a good time to just talk about my experiences in country music as well as the experiences of those that are like me. I just started out just reaching out to friends because I knew everybody was going to be home mm-hmm. and just started having conversations. I didn't want it to feel stuffy or like, you know, a, a typical interview. I just wanted it to be like a very relaxed conversation between peers and I started working on it like a year ago and in June I got linked up with Apple Music through my good friend and now my business partner Kelly McCartney yeah and the show is now on Apple Music Country it's um, a bi-weekly show and it's called Colony Country Radio with Reese Palmer and basically I just speak to Black, Latinx, Indigenous, any person of color that is pursuing a career in country music or mankind. Oh, I love the show because you introduced us to so many incredible artists out there who we don't get to hear on mainstream radio. And they're so incredible. And I'm like, what? Why are they not, you know, like, why are they not everywhere? Exactly. 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 They should be. And that's what I love about you is because you're promoting needed diversity in country music. And You know, of course, I'm sure that you have faced challenges coming up in music. What were some of the challenges that you face and maybe still continue to face? Well, I think one of the biggest things is just getting people to stop and listen. Right. Because there's so much music. Like you said, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of music and there's a lot of you know, with the dawning of social media and the internet, mm-hmm. it's like, it's critical mass. So like, yeah. There's music at every corner. And so it's kind of hard to make your way through a lot of the noise. Mm-hmm. And having people to just kind of give you an opportunity, that's the biggest thing. Like taking having people to take a chance. Right. Because you may not necessarily have, you know, a record company behind you. Or you may not necessarily have PR behind you. Or a manager or agents or whatever. And so it's like, what do you do when you are truly independent and you're trying to make your way through the business? And that was, you know, even when I was signed, I was signed to an independent record label, and so we were competing with all the majors, mm-hmm. and it was really hard yeah. to try to kind of cut through and make a splash and get the attention, and then, you know, on top of that, country music has a very well-documented issue with supporting women the way that it does men, mm-hmm. and 
I'm a, I'm not only a woman, but I'm also a black woman. And, you know, add on top of that, a very well-documented issue with fully embracing and supporting artists of color. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my fight was, and sometimes continues to be, I would say it's a little bit easier now because, you know, the platforms are different and there's a lot of different gates that you can get in through, um, not just radio, but it was just getting people to take you seriously. You know, I had a lot of my, a lot for a long time, I had my motives questions like, well, you know, you're black, and so I, I don't really see a lot of black country singers. So are you are you doing this to get attention, hmm. or is it something that you genuinely are interested in? Right. And I don't know that that's something that white artists get asked a lot. And yeah, um, yeah and so that was that was a frequent. I say out of everything, that's a pretty frequent question that I would get. And and a lot of my guests, honestly, that's a question that a lot of my guests get as well. And so, yeah, it, you know, just getting your, your motives questioned and then, you know, also just trying to make your way through the, the throngs of artists that are trying to get noticed. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, you know, what I think is incredible about you is you are giving back and you are trying to help other artists out there who are struggling. And that brings me to Color Me Country Fund, which really cool. I want to talk about uh, real quick. Uh, recently, a Brandy Carlisle concert raised over a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For yeah, the, for the Rainy Day Fund, for Color Me Country, Fanny School of Music. I mean, all of these great you know places. Can you tell us a little bit about the Color Me Country Fund? So the Color Me Country Fund is an offshoot of my partner Kelly McCartney's Rainy Day Fund, mm-hmm. which is a fund that supports BIPOC as well as LGBTQ plus artists in Americana, as well as also um, disabled artists. And Kelly's been doing that for like the past two years. And Kelly's a host of Records and Radio on Apple Music Country as well. So like in December, Kelly reached out to me and said, you know, what do you think about creating an offshoot for Color New Country for the artists that are on your show? Because I would say that probably 98% of the artists that appear on my show do not have record deals. Right. They don't have label backing. They don't have PR. They don't have any of that stuff. Like, they're all doing it on their own. And I just thought that that was a fantastic idea. So I think back to Linda Martell, who I mentioned before, who I named the show after. And mm-hmm. she put out one album in 1968 and was essentially blacklisted after that. And due to a lack of resources and connections and opportunities, she ended up leaving the business. Oh. And that could have very easily been my story had there not been resources and opportunities for me to continue working. Mm-hmm. And so I see this as an extension of what I wish had been available for her and what I wish, you know, early on in my career had been available to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to leave the business because they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. or because a moment or to make a decision and sign a contract because they need the money right now and not make a wise decision because of that. And so that's really what the fund is about. The fund is we give away micro grants from 500 to $1,000, and you don't have to fill out any paperwork. You don't have to write me an essay or anything like that. It's just mainly just reach out and say, hey, look, I'm trying to make a video, or I need to cover my rent, and, you know, I need a place to live so that I can continue to create and 
I can have a place to live. So we don't ask any questions. Like, I'm not asking why you need the money or any of that. Like, just if you just need it and you reach out and you are an artist of color that's pursuing country or Americana music, then the fund is here to help. And I have to say, Brandi Carlisle, Fiona Prime, who is John Prime's um, widow, Mm -hmm. and CMT were really instrumental in raising the amount to 100000 CMT offered to match all the money that was was given to the Rainy Day Fund from Brandy's show um, up to $15,000. And then on top of that, Fiona Prime just, out of the goodness of her heart, said to all of her um, followers, you know, if you guys make a donation today to either Rainy Day or Color Me Country, I will match your funds. Hmm. So all those things combined you know, brought the total to a hundred thousand and um the funds were split between myself, Rainy Day and Fanny School of Music in Nashville. That's oh, incredible. You can help so many so many artists out there and that's what I think is is just wonderful. And you are such a trailblazer and inspiration to so many. And you know, I wanted to this, you know, fun fact. In 2007, with your charting single Country Girl, it made you the first African-American woman to chart a country song since Donna Mason in 1987. Like, what? Um, what was that feeling like the very first time that you've seen your song reach the charts? I was blown away. Like, it, I mean, you know, that's every artist's dream whenever you get started is to be on the country charts and to have your song on the radio. So, Mm-hmm. I remember the day that it happened, my um, the record label called me. It's just like, Lucy, you're on the charts. And I think I was in Oklahoma mm-hmm. on radio tour. And I was... I was just going away. I think I cried. <laughs> I would too. I think I think I think anyone would have that same response. It's oh, amazing. It's so amazing. It gave me goosebumps when I read that, so I had to mention it. Uh, so I also want to mention because you've been working as special correspondent for the CMT's Hot 20 Counts, and I've seen like a recent interview with Tennille Arts, and she's an incredible artist. Uh, will there be more from you at uh, at CMT that we should be keeping our eyes and ears peeled for? Yeah, yeah. Like while we're talking, I just got an email from my producers. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Yeah, there will be there will be more. Um yes. <laughs> it yes. looks like towards the end of May or like June. But yeah, no, I am I'm a special correspondent, so they bring me in for um you know, just for different award ceremonies or for um projects that they're working on and yeah, like I was just in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. I can't mm-hmm. say what for. Right. But there is something very cool that CNT is working on that I got to be involved in and I got to, you know, talk to mm-hmm. some, I got to speak to like people that I have looked up to my entire life. So it's, it's a pretty awesome experience and opportunity that CNT has given me. And I'm just, I'm extremely thankful. It's oh, incredible. I love it. So I can't wait to finally be able to, you know, actually see some more. Um, I'm really looking forward uh, to that for sure. And I've seen like a really cool picture of you finally getting the chance to meet Mickey Guyan. I mean, you guys have talked, you know, over the phone and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I think that was so cute. You could tell from that picture the love that you guys have for each other. And she's just such an incredible artist. I love, I love her song Black Like Me. She's just incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think I think that was just such a sweet moment. And I wanted to ask you if there's any artists out there that you would love to give kind of a platform to that you really, really love that you would love to kind of give a shout out here on on the show. Oh, I mean I just you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan. Like 
one of the best parts of being able to do this show mm-hmm. and the like the work that I get to do on CNT is that I get to I'm a fan of music. Yeah. And like the people that come on the show, they really are people that I'm just like, I love what you do. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a fan of your artist Catherine. Like Catherine, I mm-hmm. think is I think she's exceptional, and I think that she has, on top of being just a great artist, she has a beautiful heart. Mm-hmm. And really I just, you know, I love, <laughs> I love. There's so many artists. It's really I know. hard to I know. name, but there's so many people that I just really admire, and I love what they do, and I love. I'm a fan of heart. Like if if yeah. people have good hearts and they're good to use their platform, you know, to do extraordinary things. Like, that's something that I'm really enamored with. Because you can always sing really pretty, mm-hmm. but if you're not doing anything with it, then it's kind of for not, you know? Right, right. Well, everyone needs to hear Color Me Country because you introduced some incredible artists out there. So you're going to have to check that out, <laughs> everybody. So please make sure you do that for sure. And before we go, can you please give out, you know, your website and also everywhere that people can connect with you after the show? Absolutely. Um, you can go to reesepalmermusic.com to find out everything that's going on and there's links to the show. You can also go to colormecountry.com and you can find links to all the episodes as well as a link if you would be interested in finding out more about the fund and possibly making donations. There's a page there. Yeah, you can also find me on Apple Music Country. Just type in Lucy Palmer and it takes you to my artist page with all the stuff. Check it out. Check it out, y'all. You guys will not regret it. I promise you. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me. Please come back anytime. Oh, same. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. And y'all are awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're awesome. I'm a fan, like I said. So I'm excited to see what is next for you. And we'll definitely be watching out on your journey, okay? For sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Josie. I hope you do, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Reese Palmer, everyone. Bye-bye. We have her song, Somerville, with us. So let's play it right now. Reese Palmer, Somerville. We'll be right back with more. We have a great interview with Steve Dorff coming up. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Love 
just incredible just a great beautiful pure voice that was Reese Palmer and her song Somerville Uh, all right now I have my next guest here please welcome Steve Dorf please welcome to the Josie show my special guest Steve Dorf hello hey Josie how are you Oh, doing great. I think the last time I talked with you here on the show, I was about 15 or 16. So <laughs> it's exciting to be able to catch up with you. Yeah, well, that's uh, that was mm-hmm. – it's been a while. It has. Sure. It really has. And so first off, I want to talk about your book. I wrote that one too, which you detail songwriting for the biggest names in music. For those who have not yet had the opportunity to read the book, what might our listeners find in it? Well, it, it's basically a memoir kind of chronicling – uh, all of my crazy exploits in this mm-hmm. uh, crazy business with uh, some of the greatest talent of this generation or any generation. I've been so incredibly blessed to have worked with the greatest voices on the planet. And uh, so the book pretty much uh, talks about how a lot of the hits happened, mm-hmm. uh, being at the right place at the right time with the right song, those kinds of things. Right. And how did the opportunity arise to create a book? Was this something always in the back of your mind you wanted to do? No, <laughs> never. Right. In fact, I'd never do it again. No, I was I was actually playing um, a concert in uh, Danbury, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and uh, a woman came up to me after the show and very frankly just said, you know, you don't sing very well, but uh, but boy, I loved your stories. You should write a book. And I just looked at her like she was crazy. I said, you know, I have a hard enough time writing a three and a half, four minute song. I, I, there's no way I'm going to write a book. And it turns out she was a literary agent. She was kind of baiting me and said, if I get you a book deal, will you write the book? And I, I just kind of sloughed it off and said, oh, yeah, right, sure. Mm-hmm. And six months later, she called me with a book deal. So, And it was actually a great experience. Um, all being said, kind of took me back, made me think about all the amazing 
escapades I've had Mm -hmm. with so many incredible people. Very proud of it. Yes, and everyone can check it out now. It's available everywhere you can find books. Um, So please make sure you check it. I wrote that one, too, by Steve Dorff. Please, please check it out. And I wanted to ask you if you have a story that you could recall or a memorable moment with any of the artists that you've written for or, or have met over the years. Is there like a standout moment for you? Well, there's there's so many. Right. But the, the one that always comes to mind is meeting one of my idols, uh, Ringo Starr, and getting oh. to produce uh, a track uh, for Ringo for, uh, for a movie, a song I wrote called uh, You Never Know. It was for yeah. a movie called Curly Sue. Mm-hmm. And uh, with uh, Jim Belushi, and yeah, it was it was the last movie that John Hughes did, yeah. uh, who's done so many amazing movies. And I wrote this song that uh, John had said. I I was thinking Harry Nilsson at the time. John said, "No, let's let's get Ringo to do this." And I thought, well, that's going to be impossible. Both John and Warner Brothers Pictures were able to get Ringo to do it, and I got to go in the studio with him, and it was. One of the most surreal sessions I've ever had, and to this day, you know, because I was such a huge Beatles fan, and uh, to get to actually push the talkback button down and say, "Hey, Ringo, can you sing that again?" <laughs> it's, <laughs> I can't um, imagine. Wow. Yeah, it's, it was pretty crazy. So that that one stands out, but th- there are so many. Yeah. Um, they're all in the book, and just uh, great opportunities. Yes, and is there a song that you wrote that maybe others will be like, "Wow, really? You wrote that one?" Is there is there a song that maybe many people don't know that you've written? You know, because my my career has been so diverse um, mm-hmm. with country artists and R and B artists and um, blues artists and pop artists and um, the, theater singers it's you know so i do get that a lot if if something's uh, a song comes about that's a little bit more obscure like uh, let me love you once before you go by greg lake you know from emerson lake and palmer people mm-hmm. people will, are so surprised that i wrote that you know they know all the hits the you know the uh, through the years and i just fall in love again and every which way but loose and i cross my heart the those all, you know, they know all those, but it's those obscure ones or uh, songs that it's funny. The other day we were talking about John Travolta mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> and I said, you know, believe it or not, John Travolta cut one of my songs and oh. it's on two of his albums, probably the only two albums he ever made. I think uh, an album called Travolta Fever, which came out right after the, the all the heat and the um, excitement of Saturday Night Fever and, and so, yeah, little things like that, uh, songs that, that I even forgot I wrote, that all of a sudden will come about in a, in a discussion or come come on the radio or something, and all of a sudden I'll go, yeah, yeah, I, can, yeah, I did, I did that. that. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. See, I already had an aha moment because I did not know that John Travolta <laughs> cut one of, a couple of your songs, see? I right, did not know that. Right, right. Oh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, if, if you go to my website, yeah. um, stevedorf.com, um, the person who, who built my website for me did this really great color page illustrating uh, all of the 400 or so songs that I've had recorded. And it's pretty it's pretty crazy. I look at it myself and go, how in the world did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, you know, and I'm still only 25. How did, yeah. you know, how did that happen? 
<laughs> I love right. it. SteveDorf.com. Check it out, everybody. The website for sure. And in 2018, you were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in New York City, which I believe was a well-deserved honor. I'm surprised it didn't happen long, long ago. What was that feeling like for you? It's incredible. Oh, um, thank you, first yeah. of all. And, um, uh, you know, it's it's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for, mm-hmm. for a songwriter like me, who, who was never the face of my songs. The artists who recorded them are the face of the songs. Uh, I'm this kind of obscure, anonymous, Oz-behind-the-curtain guy who's written <laughs> the soundtrack of people's lives and nobody knows who I am. So to be honored by being inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame with Cool in the Gang and John Mellencamp and mm. um, Alan Jackson. I mean, it was just, it's, it was the greatest night of my life. Greatest night of my life. Yes. And like I said, well-deserved. And I have to ask, are you currently working on any new projects or doing some exciting writing sessions that you could tell us about? What's in the Yeah, world? I've been, I believe it or not, this pandemic year, mm-hmm. I have been probably busier than I've been in the last 10 years. I've been writing, producing uh, with some great new new artists and some established artists. Uh, I have uh, two songs coming up on the new Keb Mo album, doing a, a, an artist called the Nash Villains, this uh, three-member band uh, here in Nashville that are uh, kind of outlaw country. Just, uh, just a whole bunch of great songwriting sessions with some of the top writers in town. I moved to Nashville about a year and a half ago uh, from Los Angeles and really enjoying it. It's a great sense of community here, musical community, which which was getting away from in in, in L.A., you know, being so big and, and right. so traffic laden. And the move to Nashville has been really good for me. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. and and you hit it right on the na- the nail on the head. I mean, it's just, the sense of community here is incredible. And I have to ask you because you pretty much you've worked with so many greats, you've worked with so many incredible up- upcoming artists. Is there an artist out there today who you would love to work with or have you know record one of your songs? Is there that one artist out there? Oh, there's there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every every day there's new great artists that are breaking, and uh, yeah, the one that comes to mind that. I, I just love his voice, and I, w- I would love to uh, get to work with his Josh Groban. Um, yes. Because I do so much, so much of what I do is is in that genre, that pop theatrical format. So Josh comes to mind. Um, you know, st- there are just so many, so many great artists. CC Winans comes to mind. I love CC's voice and would, would love to love to do something with her. Both of those would be amazing. First off, I would be buying both of those mm-hmm. records for sure. And I noticed you have some dates booked in your calendar. Can you share any upcoming shows that you have for those who want to check you out live and in person? Well, you know, because of the pandemic, I, right. I lost 17 dates um, mm-hmm. because I have been doing uh, one man concerts kind of touring with the book and um, it is starting to come back I have one in Boston on uh, June 29th Uh, I have one in Houston Texas on August 20th at a place called Dosey Do's in the Highlands. It's supposed to be a, an amazing uh, venue. So, uh, and my agent tells me they're in the process of uh, booking dates in the late fall and into next year now. So uh, it's coming back slowly, but uh, gradually uh, coming back into some sense of normalcy. 
Right. As a fan of live shows, I really missed it. So I'm sure as, you know, an artist out there, I'm sure you really missed that instant gratification from the audience. I'm sure that was Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like it. There's mm-hmm. nothing like it. And I and I was never a performer per se. You right. know, I've always been a studio rat so in my whole career. So uh, for me to get out now at this stage is uh, has been so much fun because uh, um, I've experienced something that I never got to do during all those years of uh, writing and recording and playing in the studio. So it's been fun getting out there, and, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be getting out there a bunch uh, late summer, early fall. Yes, check out all the dates. They're at, they're at stevedorf.com, but also you're on Facebook. You're you're everywhere. Mm-hmm. So people will be able to find mm-hmm. you <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Check them out. But also something cool I've seen before we go, you're also on Cameo. So if somebody wants a birthday message, you're on there as well. <laughs> it's awesome. I am. Yeah, and that's been kind of fun. I've been doing yeah. quite a few of those, and, and, and it really is fun. I just sit in my studio at the piano and yeah. – uh, um, do what they request, and uh, you know it's uh, it's been a very strange year. I don't have to tell you, and, yeah. and uh, fortunately, I've been able to stay creative and um, keep working and uh, been busy. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's all good. It all is. Good. It is. And thank you so much for joining me. And real quick, I have to say, we love chatting with your daughter, Caitlin. <laughs> She's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, she had a great time, and oh, I got good. to listen to it, and it was awesome. And oh. I really appreciate that. Oh, anytime. She's the sweetest. Check out parties. <laughs> she's, she's an incredible. Yeah. But thank you so much, and I can't wait to see what is next for you. We'll definitely be following your journey. And thank you again for taking time to chat with me. Thanks, Josie. Anytime. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes. Oh, thank you all so much for tuning in to both of those incredible interviews. Reese Palmer and Steve Dorf. Please check them both out at their websites, their Facebook pages, all over social networking. Just type in their names. I always say, when in doubt, Google it out. Google is your best friend, y'all. So use it to your advantage and find all these incredible artists uh, and songwriters. So please make sure you check out both of those, both my incredible guests today uh reese palmer and steve dorf thank you all so much for tuning in today i appreciate y'all and whether you're listening you know live here at josieshow.com or on iHeartRadio, spotify wtrb 104.9 fm we love you guys so much thank you all so much for you know constantly sticking with us and listening to our shows and supporting the artists that we have here it's it means more than you than than you know so thank you all so much and i hope you guys have a great rest of your night love y'all Bye. <laughs> the Josie Show is copyrighted property of the Josie Network of Brands. It may not be duplicated, altered, or edited, sold, or aired without written consent from the Josie Show owners. Any copyright infringement of the Josie Show will be subject to legal actions.